Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello. I am recording this podcast episode from my new office space in our home. This last weekend, my husband helped me hang shelving, and I actually put up a wall of wallpaper, and we've had painters in and out of the house updating our home as well. So I've got this lovely, beautifully painted space, and I also put down carpet because it's better for podcasting in my office. And I'm just really excited to have a space I can call my own that reflects me and my style. It's so much fun to work out of. And I just wanted to feel inspired when I showed up every day. I just wanted to feel inspired as I'm meeting with clients and as I'm going through my day and in the space that I'm in. And so this is the first little piece of advice I would give you today. As much as you can own your space, even if it's not your space to own, get a lovely water bottle or get a beautiful piece of art to hang on the wall. It will go a long way in helping you elevate your time and helping you show up maybe a bit differently because we're thinking a bit differently whenever we invest in ourselves in those ways. That is not the actual topic of today's podcast. (laughs) What the topic of today's podcast is, is how to know what you want. So next week, I'm going to be talking about want matches. And a want match is a concept that I first heard about from my coach, Brooke Castillo, And it's often applied to relationships. So a want match may be something like you both are on the same page when it comes to having kids, or you're both on the same page with where you want to live. You're both on the same page with um, the lifestyle that you want to live, that sort of thing. And so it's most often applied to romantic relationships. But I'm actually going to apply this concept to our roles next week in next week's podcast. But before I do, I thought it would be really helpful to talk about how to know what you want and what that looks like to know what you want and some questions you can ask yourself to know what you want. And so um, that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to give you guys some clarity, hopefully, around what it is that you want. And the first strategy I have for this is to give yourself the permission, time, and space to explore. So most of us have never actually considered what we want. And I know this because when I'm meeting with clients, I will often outright ask, I will ask them, what is it that you want here? And I'll get kind of this blank stare back and they'll tell me that they don't know because they've never been asked before. They never really considered it. We spend as assistants so much time taking care of everyone else in our lives that we never stop to consider what it is that we actually want, what we want for our career what we want in terms of work-life integration, what we want in terms of an executive. We end up hopping from one job to the next because we've never actually paused long enough to actually clarify what it is that we want or actually consider what it is that we want. So exploring what we want will be a challenge for a lot of us. And we may have thoughts come up like, I don't want to put anyone out. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to rock the boat right? Because none of us have really ever considered what it is we actually want. And it can be kind of scary because it may rock the boat if we actually think about what we want. Not that we have to take action on what we want, more on that in a minute, but I do think that it is important that we give ourselves a permission, time, and space 
to explore. And a good place to start when it comes to kind of figuring out what you want is to gain clarity around your values because your values are kind of the compass for everything. Whether we, whether we admit it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, it's just this kind of the guiding, the guidepost for our lives. And so getting clear on what your values are in this moment in time is important and values shift over time. That's the other piece of this. Like, um, for me, I didn't mind working after hours or longer hours before I had kids because it wasn't any skin off my nose. I enjoy work. I love what I do. So it was not a problem for me to work late or to drop everything and run over to my executive's home to do something. After kids, though, that becomes a bit trickier. And I just don't want to do it anymore. My values have shifted such that I would rather be home with my kids, spending time with them in the evenings than working. So then I get everything done that I possibly can through the day so that I can be more balanced in my life at home with my kids in the evening. So determining what you want is kind of based on your values. I didn't want to work after hours because of a value I had, because I had these babies. My values had shifted and changed with time and with circumstance. So gaining clarity on your values and where your values are at right now, what it is you're valuing can go a long way in in helping you determine the next step and also in helping helping you determine what it is that you actually want. So that's my first strategy for you guys is to give yourself permission, time, and space to explore what it is that you want. Okay, the next tip I have for you guys is to just be honest with yourself. So I'll be working with clients and they'll tell me that they don't know what they want. And that's not actually true. I think that we need to stop lying to ourselves or telling telling ourselves that we don't know what it is that we want. And our brains do this because it's often safer to stay in confusion. Our brains think it's often safer to stay in confusion than it is to be honest with ourselves and to admit what you actually want. But lying to yourself will only serve to keep you stuck. And you always have a choice of whether or not you go after what it is that you want. So you can always change what you want by changing your thoughts. And you can always choose whether or not you want to actually take action on what you want or not. We are all adult people. Most of us, I hope we're all adult people. (laughs) And we all have a choice of whether or not we go after what it is that we want. But actually... Admitting to yourself what you want is the first step in strategy and actually knowing what you want. We have to be honest with ourselves. And so I do have two guidelines because sometimes we try and use thought work against ourselves and we try and change our mind to fit into a mold for someone else. And that's not helpful either, right? So you can always change what you want by changing your thoughts. And so here are my two guidelines for changing your thoughts in order to change what you want, in order to actually change what you want. So my first guideline is to not use thought work against yourself. Changing what you want solely to make other other people happy or people please is not going to serve you in the long run in terms of knowing what it is you want. And honestly, in terms of thought work and managing our minds, what we want is often the premise of of our thoughts, of, of, of doing the work itself. So if we aren't honest with ourselves around what we want, then that's using thought work against ourselves. And so another kind of way that we can use thought work against ourselves is changing what you want for a reason that's based in fear and not abundance. 
So I may decide that I no longer want to eat sugar because I know it's in my highest interest and it's it's serving my best self. And in that moment, I may really want sugar and desire sugar, but that desire is coming from like a mammalian place in my brain that wants instant gratification. It's not coming from my higher self that knows that sugar intake is not going to serve me long term, right? So making those choices intentionally and choosing not to operate from a place of fear and lack, but choosing to operate from a place of abundance and your best highest self will serve you when it comes to not using thought work against yourself and really being honest with yourself when it comes to what it is that you want. And then the other kind of guideline I have for changing what you want is you must like your your reason. You must like your reason for changing the thought. So I don't have to like your reason. You must like your reason. So if you want to change the thought because it's not serving your highest good, it's not serving your highest purpose in life, it's not serving your values, that's an excellent reason. Those are excellent reasons to change a thought. If you're wanting to to change a thought or change what you want in order to make your executive happy, in order to make your organization happy, in order to make your partner happy, in order to make someone else happy, I would just question that. Is that a reason that you actually like? Is that a reason that you actually want to keep? Or do you want to approach your what you want from a different angle and just be honest with yourself around what you want and own that piece? It can be really uncomfortable to admit to ourselves what we want because then we feel like we must admit to everyone else what we want. But I think it's okay to just hold on to it for a little while. Just hold on to that want for a little while inside and be honest with yourself first. And then it's incredible how things tend to fall into place once you are honest with yourself, once you truly know what you want and and you admit that to yourself, right? And acknowledging what you want, even if only to yourself, will actually give you options to move forward. It will. And the they'll present in interesting ways, but actually admitting what you want is a great way to move forward instead of staying stuck in what we don't in what in in not being sure of what we want. And lying to yourself will always keep you stuck. So being honest with yourself is another great strategy to know what you want. And then you guys, this one is a rough one for all of us, for myself included. Last, like one of the last strategies I have for knowing what you want is just, just give yourself permission to fail. Sometimes we think we know what we want and we head down a path and it's not the right path and then we can always course correct. It's okay to fail. It's okay to fail as you're trying to figure things out. It's okay to fail. You may think you know exactly what you want and you go after it and it's not exactly what you want. I think about me in college, I studied lighting design and I studied uh, art history and I was going to be a lighting designer. I was super excited and I headed down the path after college. I'm like, I'm going to do this lighting design thing. And I just realized that I would be in a theater all night. My partner would be working all day. It just wasn't congruent with a lifestyle that I wanted to live. And everybody who I knew who was a successful lighting designer, they were kind of miserable and they gave it all up for their art. And I'm like, I, that's just not me. Like I would much rather work in an office all day, provide value to people, you know, do something different than to, um, than to be in a lighting, than to be a lighting designer ultimately. And then also I have another example of this too. I 
study tango and I was a tango dancer from for a few years um, I'm planning on getting back into tango this year but I you're a beginner like tango is an interesting dance it's a hard dance to learn it's really nuanced the lead is really subtle it's the most beautiful thing in the world I love to dance tango not that great at it and they say you're a beginner in tango for 10 years which means that I would show up every night to my tango lesson once a week and I would suck like I just would suck. I I would fail at tango because I was just not used to the lead. I was much more used to an overt lead, like salsa, merengue, bachata, that type of thing. Cumbia. I love to dance Latin, um, social dancing, but tango's like its own beast. And so I had to give myself permission to fail every day when I showed up. And of course you get a little bit better and you, you begin to, to pick up the leads and stuff, but I'm still not the most elegant going on the floor, going like around the dance floor or whatever, because I'm a beginner for the first 10 years. So I just have to give myself permission to fail if I want to dance tango. That's the reality. Like I just have to give myself permission to fail and be open to feedback and be open to someone not wanting to dance with me. That's okay. And here's the deal, guys. When you give yourself permission to fail, if you try something new and don't like it, you don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to do it anymore. So, and this is true in our work lives as well. I think often we think that we're going to head down a certain path and that that's going to be the thing and we head down the path and it's just not a good fit. It's okay to course correct. 100% okay. I have this very good friend who shall remain nameless because I did not ask her prior to this if I could share the story, but um, this friend took a martial arts class. She's got a couple couple brothers and she... Um, was talking to her brothers about which martial arts class she should take. And she she took the martial arts class. She took it a couple times and just, just just decided it wasn't for her. And she told she has all these funny little anecdotal stories about, you know, falling on her butt and not wearing the proper clothing and all of that sort of thing to do like this martial art form. And she just decided that she didn't want to do it anymore. It's okay. So yeah, I think that we also need to remain free from judgment. I think we fear judging ourselves more than we fear other people judging us and self-criticism kills more dreams before they're even given a chance to grow self-criticism kills more dreams before they're even given a chance to grow we have to remain free from self-judgment in order to actually know and explore what it is that we want so often we are so afraid of failing that we don't give ourselves the opportunity to the opportunity to succeed or fail. Like we don't even try, which means that we're failing in advance, which is like the worst form of failure because we didn't even give it a shot. We don't even know whether or not we like doing A, B, and C before we just put the kibosh on it and end it, right? So don't take yourself so seriously, even when it comes to your career, because you may not explore something that may be an amazing fit. We don't know. We don't know. Or that thing may lead to another thing that's like the most amazing thing, right? So we don't know what what the winding path will look like. But my encouragement to you guys is to give yourself permission to fail so that you can know how to move forward so that you can know what it is that you want. So I'm just going to kind of review um, my three kind of strategies for how to know what you want. The first one is give yourself the permission, time, and space to explore. The second one is to just be honest with yourself. Even if you're not ready yet to be honest with everyone else around you, just be honest with yourself 
own what it is that you want. Stop telling yourself that you're confused and don't know what you want. And the third thing is give yourself permission to fail. You can always try something and course correct. You can always try something and decide you don't want to go down that path anymore. It's okay to do that. So next week, I'm going to be going into what a want match is and how this concept can really serve us when it comes to exploring our roles and really um, really help us to know what it is we want and then help us help guide us free from judgment of our executive, free from judgment of our organization, and free from judgment of ourselves. So that is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at annie at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.